I'm the one part to poop on your part. Goodbye. <laughs> it's Christmas time at Dubfod Studios, and the boys have a gift for you. Fresh podcast. Hmm. Yummy. You dumbass. <laughs> WFOD begins now. WFOD. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. And guys, the king of pranks, the albino alligator, the popcorn bitch, Mr. Travis Hulse is here. Hey! Travis, uh, coming up after the break, we are going to be talking to Louis Katz. He's a comedy man. He has a special. No, Louis Katz. He has a special on YouTube. Dr. Katz? Uh, no, 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 guys. Louis Katz, he's a comedy man. Uh, both of those guys were comedy men, so that doesn't really help you. But Louis Katz, he's a different guy. Okay. Um, he has a special out. Uh, it's called Present Tense. It's great. It's great. Check it out. Uh, drunk, do you want to do the cola first? Mm-hmm. I, I know you're chopping at the bit. Drunk, you want to do the cola first? Uh, we have a new Christmas song, Drunk. I'm really excited to play I, it for I know you. you're chopping at the bit for that, too. So. It's been a while since we've had a new Christmas song, I think, right? But let's do let's do the let's do the cola, Travis. Let's get the cola out of the way. Drunk's thirsty. The king of cola hates diet. Month. He does. Drunk. It is diet month. I did tell you that you could do probiotics because probiotic uh, classic cola. It says Poppy on it, so I'm assuming this is uh, a sister of the Olipop. Yeah, you didn't like Olipop. Maybe Poppy will be the superior yeah. probiotic cola drunk. So it says it's immu- immunity sidekick. <laughs> it has natural caffeine. Well, you're about to travel cross-country drunk. This is a good time for you yeah. to drink some uh, healthy and stuff. Here, here's the most... Um, the word I'm looking for. Troubling? Dis- discouraging okay. part. This is infused with apple cider vinegar. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Weird ingredient for a cola, Travis. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sign of the cross like, uh, <laughs> before every diet month soda. <laughs> apple cider vinegar. It's a, weir- it's a weird addition. Uh, let's see how it pans out. You didn't like you it. Shake- He's shaking his head, but he's not making as bad of a face as he did uh, like the last one. The instant you can like it's the instant. Maybe you shouldn't have read the ingredients. Maybe that I didn't read off. the ingredients. I read the it's a probiotic and it's a immunity sidekick, but it's got a fucking picture of an apple on it. Okay, I didn't look at the ingredients. It just it's like a big thing that says, "Hey, look at me! I got apple cider vinegar in yeah. here." What do you think of that one, drunk? Oh, he's taking a second sip. That's good. Two one. Two one. Ooh, we got out of the ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Travis, can you taste the apple cider vinegar? Uh, I mean, if you think about it, yeah. I mean, if I if I wouldn't have read it, I don't know if I'd have placed my finger on it being mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar. I'd be like, this this tastes like salad dressing. I don't know what's going on with this. You just known something was off. <laughs> Travis, I have a lot of good stuff. This is the last time that I guess we're all going to be together before Christmas. Um, it is. And so, uh, Trump, Merry Christmas, boys. Merry Christmas to you. I know how much you love Will Blunderfield, so I have a uh, <clears throat> heterosexual dating tip for Will Blunderfield. He uh, he gave us all, like, what to do if you're preparing for a heterosexual date. Okay. Uh, do you want to make a prediction, Travis, of what you should do before a heterosexual date? Jerk off with your buddies. Trim, uh, trim your ball hair. 
Pretty close, guys. You're in the right ballpark. So if you're ever nervous talking to a woman, bring your consciousness right there to the base of your tailbone. And maybe before you go on the date with her, finger your butthole a little bit, just like this. Just like this. Oh, fuck, dude. Or if you have a bested throw, you can get him to lick, finger, or put his penis around this area and just kind of massage your coccygeal body. Yeah, so I have you, your buddy fuck you in the ass, Travis, before you go on your heterosexual date. Oh, before, yeah, before your heterosexual date. Yeah, that makes complete sense. This guy's a troll, right? Like, I mean, he's just, like, none of this. I mean, I, this guy's a troll. I think he he's sounded, real. He sounded like he liked it, like, I a lot. I think he's real, Travis. I really it doesn't do. make any sense that this person would exist. Have your buddy give you a rim job before yeah. you... Uh... Everybody toss your salad and then plug your asshole with his penis before your date with a woman. Now, I know that Would you go on a date with a butt plug in? I would never put a butt plug in. Charles, <laughs> no. we we love Christmas music around here. We do. Uh, yeah, we do. And it is the the holiday season. Uh, I, before you do that, can I make a bold statement? What's that? George Michael is greater than Mariah Carey at Christmas. Oh, what the last Christmas oh, I gave yeah. I don't like that song. I don't like it. Well, you no, don't? No, no, nobody likes fucking all I want for Christmas is you. That's oh, fine. that's not true. Yeah, that's, Lots that's of people song. like that song. Well, it's <laughs> it's very, kind of it's a very polarizing because usually it makes both <clears throat> lists of hated and love. It's kind of a banger if they didn't throw right. it up in a marquee every time Christmas was coming and around, like, right? Like it put it in your face, like right. If it wasn't, if they didn't with. turn on the, the the neon bar sign every time it was Christmas and say, look. Mariah Carey's here. It's Mariah Carey season. Like you know, you it's, know a, it it's a about, banger of a song. You know, it took like 17 years for that song to reach number one. Yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely, <laughs> Travis. I. Uh, it, it takes a long time for a new Christmas song to actually hit. I was in a store the other day, and I don't know what it is, and so like I'm bringing it up, and I I don't really know. It has no payoff. I'm just telling you. And I don't know if the speakers were broke or if they recorded it and the instruments were out of tune. But I heard a version of that uh, baby, please come home, Christmas, you know, Christmas, baby, please come home, Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the, for, from the openings Christmas. of uh, Gremlins. Travis, it was so, like, dark. It, it sounded like uh, the, the horns from Inception. What it was like, was it like a like a goth cover of that well, one no, of that song? It, it wasn't presented that way. It was like a normal version of it, but it sounded like that for some reason. And I don't know if I was hallucinating or what was going on. Have you, have you heard the corn version of Jingle Bells? No, no. But uh, usually, <laughs> Travis, when we do Christmas music on the show, we like to look for those underground gems. Oh, absolutely. We we look for the next big Christmas. I guarantee song. you, it's no hot chocolate, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how nothing is. I have a little a little refresher on some of the ones we've done in the past. We have uh, the Christmas Rose. He held her close and thought a while, then stood up and gazed down at his child. He said. I'm afraid it's gone too far. He walked away, got in his car. And we have a. Uh, that one was kind of a blatant rip of Christmas shoes. It was right? close, yeah. <laughs> Santa, don't pass me by. I think. Drunk's favorite. I, I, I do kind of. I forget about that one. That, that one's kind of a banger, too. Drunk's favorite, yeah. of course, yep. Travis. To clear a path for me to go to the Christmas party tonight. I'm going to celebrate tonight. Me and my girls to the Genesis tonight. And of course, Travis, it wouldn't be a WFOD Christmas without winter break. Winter break. Yes, Did that kid record a new version for 2023? No, unfortunately, Travis, we do not have a new winter break. 
But I have something that I would like to introduce into the Christmas WFOD song lore. So, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Don't be sorry. You're just excited because you want some hot chocolate. I, well, <laughs> I was going to ask, what, what, what is the best uh, song submission to the WFOD? I believe it's all up in the club like your booty don't stink. Yeah, no, that's... Booty don't stink. <laughs> booty don't stink. That's the best. Hands down. But, uh, Travis, I do not have a song submission this year. I have a, a uh, song from 1975. Mm, a, found, a found song. By found audio. A, uh, a woman named Linda Bennett... Uh, the name of the song is An Old Fashioned Christmas. Are you familiar with this song? No. I'm not. You don't hear this one. I feel like I've heard the name Linda Bennett. You don't hear <laughs> this one in the Walmart, Travis. She died this year, huh? It's an obscure gem. R.I.P. And, and so yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to start this one up. Let me know if you need to take a 81. break. I mean, she, Rest she, in power. This is your music, news, and weather station, bringing you the best in Christmas music on this beautiful Christmas Eve. So the song has a radio announcer in it? Yeah, Travis, uh, throughout the song, uh, a news announcer does break into the song. It's kind of a narrative. That's very meta. Yeah, it has like a good message, though, I think. Look outside, the snow is falling. What a sight to see. It does sound very Daddy 70s. It very much does. As happy as can be. He'll be walking through the door ten minutes after nine. Cause the bus he takes each night is always right on time. It's okay, we're fine so far, right? Yeah, you can tell that her favorite band is the Carpenters. <laughs> I was about to say it sounded kind of dolly almost, but gonna be a very merry Christmas with all the children by the Christmas tree. It's gonna be a real old-fashioned Christmas. Is it me or does she kind of sound like the mom from the Partridge family? She does. She absolutely does. <laughs> For my children, their daddy and me. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to We're sorry to interrupt this program, but a bulletin has just been handed me. There's been a serious accident involving the number five bus out of New Haven. Oh, my God. The bus, Travis. There was an accident. It's always right on time, though. Boop, boop, boop. Did this song just go late 70s Beatles almost? (laughs) The information we have is that the bus skidded on a patch of ice and slammed into a tree. Stay tuned to this station for further details. Mommy, isn't that the bus? Daddy rides each night. Travis, you look like you're getting a little misty. Are you worried? Are you worried what about Daddy? What is happening? <laughs> that took a dark-ass turn. Oh, it gets worse, buddy. Oh, my God. This is the same year Texas Put Chainsaw came out, I think. At ease, my children. Everything's all right. Everyone, don't get excited. Things will be okay. Nothing bad is gonna happen. On this Christmas day. Ain't nothing tragic gonna happen today. Not possible. Why, why, it's a whoa, magical whoa, whoa, whoa. old fashioned Christmas. It's, it's, it's Christmas. Yeah. Why is he riding the bus to work on Christmas? Uh, because his boss is obviously an asshole, Drew. Yeah. Ebony, he's got to provide for his family. Goddamn. It's gonna be a very merry Christmas with all the children by the Christmas tree. It's gonna be a real old-fashioned Christmas for my children. The 
Ladies and gentlemen, I've just alert, been alert. the latest report involving bus number five out of New Haven. And from all indications, we're sorry to report that there were no survivors. Daddy's dead! <laughs> Not on a good old-fashioned Christmas! He, Daddy didn't make that bus. No, that's the end of the song, Drunk. Oh, what was it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he didn't go to work. He went to a strip club. Christmas strip club. <laughs> Dead, but everybody on the bus was dead. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, son. no, I was on the bus. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. They're talking about some other bus. I got off that bitch to get you a present. Oh my god, this just can't happen. What am I to do? Maybe stop singing. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh figure, figure out what the fuck's going on, lady. Make a phone call. I will say this. It does, it does remind you of what life was like pre-cell phone. Um, you just, you just got to wonder. Yeah. Keep your ears tuned to the radio. Yeah. What Nowadays, have we don't have to worry I about got that. left in life to look forward to? What? Who will walk me down the aisle on my wedding day? I'll walk you down the aisle, bitch. Holy shit. It's a Christmas song, Travis. Who wrote this and who decided it was a good idea to put it out for the public to listen to? Who is gonna buy me toys and take me out to play? Who's gonna buy me some toys? Who's gonna buy me toys? Your dad just skid into a fucking tree on Christmas Christmas night. (laughs) Who's gonna buy me toys, you selfish little asshole? Everybody, no, it's late, and I missed my bus. Well, don't just stand there. Help me with these presents. It's gone. I told you. Don't worry about all those dead people on the bus. I was supposed to be on. Get these presents. He probably doesn't know about it, right? Also, that dude's a ghost. He was on the bus. (laughs) He's dead. Damn it, Travis! Are you fucking spoiling the song for me? Our daddy's a ghost on Christmas. <laughs> he's, the, he's, he's the ghost. And remember, this is this is Ghost Dad. Remember, Christmas this is years future. before the Bill Cosby uh, motion picture. Old-fashioned, like, because he's dead, so it's like an old-fashioned Christmas, like Civil War times, when the men would go off to battle and die, and the family would be left to celebrate Christmas uh, without them. What this family eat for Christmas dinner, you think? I'm going goose, if it's an old-fashioned Christmas. Boiled goose. Boiled, Boiled goose. goose? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You, you, gotta, you probably got to bathe that in some kind of sauce, right? <laughs> well, if you, after you boil it? If you can afford sauce. So was that the end of this song? Yeah, I think they do the chorus again, Travis. Yeah. What? I don't get it. Why well, that's a song that exists. Uh, see, the dad, he he was takes the bus home, and they heard on the radio that the bus crashed, and they the, were The worried. bus is always on time. Yeah, they were worried that, hey, if dad dies, how am I going to get presents? Or, and so it's or, get, or get walked down the aisle. Yeah. It's a roller coaster of emotions, right? It's a heartwarming song. It's a beautiful Christmas. Uh, we're supposed to feel, oh, no, uh, the dad's dead. What is this family going to do? But then the dad walks in and says, hey, everybody, come and get these presents. <laughs> and, and did he walk all those presents home? <laughs> yeah, he missed the bus. He carried all the presents all the way from the the uh, dog food factory or wherever the fuck he works. Sheesh. Travis, do you want to hear a, a Folgers commercial from 2009? As long as it's better than that piece of shit. Not by much. Okay, yes. I must have the wrong house. Sister. Oh, I remember this. Oh, I missed you so much. They waited. He's a soldier, right? Yeah. West Africa. I think he's in West Africa. Real coffee. He's here. I brought you something from far away. (laughs) Really? Oh. Malaria. 
<laughs> what are you doing? You're my present this year. The best part of waking up is folded. Now, Travis, without the visuals, they're fucking. I think That's it stands it, up it, because they're giving his, each it, other some serious fuck eyes throughout this. I, re- I remember this commercial because that's his sister. Yeah. And, and yes, I, I don't know. They're fucking right. If, if yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If people were thinking that in 2009. Absolutely. We were. Or if, oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, been... First time I saw that commercial, I was like, oh, they're fucking. <laughs> yeah. There's something wrong with that. That's what I thought, too. And there's something to be said about, you know, these casting directors need to think about. There's something to be said about too much chemistry between actors who are supposed to play siblings yeah and those two had too much chemistry <laughs> like they were sat in on a table read before they recorded the night before though they totally banged and they let it seep into their art they were just really excited like to be on a, a set making a commercial and like yeah. they let <clears throat> let let it happen yeah they let it happen and they got they let their their bodies uh overtake their brains and then uh it seeped into it seeped into the advertisement Guys, what we're going to do? We're going to take a break. break. We're going to regroup. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to uh, Louis Katz, the comedy man. Stick Louis C.K. No, no, Louis Katz. Dr. Katz. Dr. Katz. Jesus Christ, guys. Schools. Oh, what the fuck? If I could put it in a word, it begins with P, and that's personality. Really quite unpleasant to look at. You know, Louis says things that are just very, just dirty. And it's, you're sitting there, and you're like, your families sitting there in the front row. They're the only people at the show. Louie, why don't you just accept the fact that you're a brilliant middle act? This comedy thing, it's a tough game. No one me too's a middle act. It's a coin toss. Oh yeah, I went home with the, you know, the one in between the two and the... You don't know what people really want to see, but I guess as we can tell, they don't want to see him. I don't remember his name, but he was very pushy about a hand job. He's just one of those comics who's a great comic, but should have been a writer, but instead decided to, you know, just keep trying. Dubfod goes hard. Looking for the perfect gift for your young ones? Look no further. Dixco presents the Mike Moore doll. This 10-inch hero will complement the collection of kids young or old. I keep it in the box so it retains its value. Hashtag Team Mike. You can pose him. You can move his mouth. Or you can dress him up in lady clothes. It's your doll. We aren't going to tell you how to use it. His narcissism is so lifelike. The Mike Moore doll even includes three classic Mike scenes. We have a great show tonight, guys. I like feet. Eat lead, Cobra. Don't miss your opportunity to own a mic of your own. Go to WFODicks.com and get one today. Supplies are limited. Act now. It's time once again for the Hollywood Beat with your inside source, Drunk. And this week, he talks to Paul Giamatti about his new film, The Holdovers, available on demand November 28th. Who do you play in this one? Well, I play a a prep school history teacher named Paul Hunnam. He teaches ancient civilizations. I guess he teaches Latin, Greek, and all the ancient sort of history and stuff like that. And uh, he has a complicated history. How much of it should I tell without revealing too much? Um, you know, I mean, they're sort of... I wouldn't worry too much about it. Is anybody going to watch this thing? I'm sort of interested in it. It's, it's a good, good It's a nice story, you know, about self-sacrifice and things like that. And I, I hope that it's funny. Is Home Depot better than other stores? Maybe. But one thing is certain. There isn't a retail chain on earth that can match the fuckability of this music that we use in our commercials. Also, our drills are 20% off this week. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Ho, 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 it's a WFOD Christmas. Once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks.
guys. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is a stand-up comedian. His new special, Present Tense, is available now for free on YouTube at Louis Katz Comedy. Check out louiskatz.com to see where he's playing near you. Guys, Louis Katz is on the program. You just got back from being out of the country? Is that what you said? Yeah, I was uh, uh, I was in my, on my honeymoon in Japan. So I was there for two oh. weeks. Um, and uh, so that was great. And then I also just got back because then I went straight from being on honeymoon in Japan to back on the road. And I was in Atlanta and Chattanooga with David Tell. So, <laughs> well, that's, that's yeah. Cool. Both, yeah, both both fun. Not equally fun, but both fun. Louis, uh, a couple of months ago, I read a book by a guy named Harrison Scott Key. And he wrote this book and it was all about like following his dream and like he really wanted to be an author. And so this, the book that I read was about him mm. writing his first book. This was his second book. And cool. I really liked the character. I, I it, like his wife was cool. His wife was supportive. And I was like, I, I and so I <clears throat> found out he wrote another book called how to stay married. And mm. so then I, I was like, well, I want to interview this guy. I, and then they sent me how to stay married and how to stay married uh, after reading this book, which I don't even really read books very often, but I, I okay. read through this book and connected with all the characters. And then How to Stay Married is about how his wife was leaving him. And so, like, <laughs> I found Because that, of the book? Because you wrote the book? Well, no, uh, like his, his wife fell in love with their neighbor and stuff. And so then he wrote a third Jesus. book that I was going to interview him about uh, after I had just read read this book about like you know how great his marriage was and you know i, I really liked the and so I, I i tell you that to tell you that this is like the opposite of that because you, i watched your special i enjoyed your special a lot and your special Thank is you. kind of about how you like are i guess down on your luck and and you recently experienced a breakup and then i come to find out in the time since you made it, you got married, you're on your honeymoon. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's. I was actually kind of like worried how people would take that because the special is such a breakup special. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of like, oh, should people know this or not? But I think in the end, it gives people like hope and there's a happy ending to it. Sure. It also is a testament to how long it took me to make this damn special. You know, I started writing these. I was trying to film it in 2020 and yeah. clearly that didn't happen. And then I sh even shot it. I shot it May of 2022. And then it took me a year and a half to put it out. So it's all like life has gone. Life keeps going despite how long it's taken me to finish this special. So but, um, the, the jokes that you're telling in that special, you wrote long before that. But like, it, were you performing jokes that were no longer engaged in stuff while you were still doing this material? Um, I was not engaged at the time I was I I made this special, but I was already uh, dating my my current wife. Huh. Um, so what, what you know, it's like uh, I had most of the material or a good, yeah, I'd still say most of it written um, before the pandemic hit, and then I was gonna. My goal was in twenty twenty to expand on the material I had done and finish it and make it a full hour, a full, a full, a full special. The pandemic hit. Yeah. I I didn't do uh, Zoom shows. I was I went I I just took the year off, and so I came back and I still had all this material and it's all yeah. about a breakup. But um, and that that's also why eventually I had to just film it. I could not run it anymore. I was tired. It's also a very um, it's a very cynical hour. I think. I mean, at the end, it ends on a hopeful note, but it's a very cynical. Uh, negative hour and that stuff like um grates on me it's like i get tired of saying that stuff after a while even though that's how i was at the time so you know it takes a long time to create a piece of art but it's uh it's still true about the time that it's about but yeah, then sure. life keeps moving you know it's weird to think of like uh I, I guess have that that you're promoting and like not really be connected to it anymore and i i guess i i was wondering about like you know the investment in the story of you, you know, like, can you just be a funny man who tells funny jokes without us knowing anything about you? I mean, comedians can do that. You know, there's comedians who, who aren't very personal at all. I mean, George yeah. Carlin, never really very personal at all. This whole career, That's he talks about point. so many subjects yeah, now and that you I don't, about it. you don't know about him. You don't know about his life. 
So, you know, there's different routes. And I kind of went, I made this, I tried to make this one. I tried to give it an arc. I tried to make it a little more personal, a little more narrative. Everything, all my jokes have always been based in some kind of reality or a real feeling about something or, or no, a real, a real things that have happened. I mean, even, even the crazy ones are usually based in reality, you know, um, but it's uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel bad to be um I don't know I forget what you asked me but it does not does not feel bad to be pushing the the special now even though it's uh, um oh no I'm not I'm not behind me you, you shouldn't still push it uh yeah but, and I I almost wonder like you know is that like your brand you know what I mean like is that what people expect from you and so do you feel like uh, that you have to kind of keep the same tone does that make sense well. I don't, I mean, you know, I've been doing this for 22 years. So if there's, if I had enough, the the specials, how I'm struggling in comedy, I need, and I kind of need more of a following. And so if I had a brand that I had to stick to, the special would not be about that. I would, you know what I mean? So maybe the special has done so well that I now have a brand. But as far as I'm concerned, my brand is being smart and dirty and kind of a mix of a high low high highbrow and lowbrow comedy together. And if it's more than that, if it becomes this narrative thing, I don't know. My 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 thing about um about this whole thing is to constantly push myself and to try and grow and evolve for every special in a different sure. direction and, yeah. and try some things I haven't tried or 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 just see what I really want to talk about now. So hopefully whatever it is, I don't I don't feel beholden to do anything anyway except for the way I want to do it. The beginning of the special where you have a b- bunch of people kind of introducing you, mm-hmm. is that a play on the you've seen them on HBO and like, you know, when you go see a, a comedian and they have to like tell you that they've done stuff before? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't really a play on the credits they give you when they announce you. What it was, honestly, it was inspired by a couple things. One, it was actually inspired by and I keep, I've brought this up in other interviews. No one seems to remember this. However, when Eminem came out, uh, the rapper, they almost ran an infomercial on MTV with all these famous black rappers kind of justifying like, no, he's white, but he's he's good. I I swear. And it was, you know, so it was like it was all these people just like a short infomercial like this guy's amazing. You got to hear it. And I always thought that was really cool. I also think it's like one of my advantages to having, you know, I'm 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 struggling to to figure out this following, but I I have been doing comedy a long time, and 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 that's you know, there's so many up and coming comics, and they're all very very funny. Um, and that's one thing I have up on them is that I uh, have these these kind of established uh, uh, legends who who are, are who are. T- friends and fans of mine so why not use the one thing i have to my advantage they're all better at social media but i have these people who will vouch for me and and say that i'm 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 funny and also roast me uh as they as they were so kind to do i i assume that you prompted them to do that right you said sure yes roast yeah they didn't just turn on me uh <laughs> yeah said, then you watch the special and 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 you're doing well i'm like what are these people talking about fuck those guys <laughs> well i mean it's true but i mean like the 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 you know the special stage in front of a very small crowd you know what i mean i mean it is they're not they're not saying i'm not funny they're saying that i'm 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 uh i'm you know, and then they're just talking shit. You know, I just, I just look. It's all, it's all. I wanted it all to be funny. You know, so they they did a very good job. And you know, I had more people than uh than ended up in the special tape these little segments. For oh no, me. you edited some, people out. Yeah, some people didn't make the cut, man. Some people, <laughs> you know, a lot of the those people that made it were um you know people the people who were really good at it are people who've done acting and done presenting. Uh, Marin and Kamau sure. and Al. Are all you know? They've done more than they're more than just standups, and they were like really knew exactly what I was going for. You know, Mark Marin said that you should be a writer. What does that mean? Does that mean that he he thinks that your jokes are good, but you present them bad? What does that mean? Uh, I think it was a very perfect roast because he got it. Probably my own insecurity. I do have very I do have very writerly jokes. You know what I mean? They're maybe well written to a fault where you can see. You know, I don't hide that they're jokes. You can tell that they're jokes. And so, you know, it's kind of the thing that you that he knows is in the back of my mind. Like, fuck, I should have been a writer. And for him to to hone in on that and to know that that's my insecurity. Mwah, what a perfect, perfect roast. I I love I mean I love that it cracked me up because it was like oh I, maybe I should have been a writer. And I, I just I just loved that. I thought it was so great, so mean, so perfect. Do you do any of that? Do you write 
stuff uh, like for people on the side? <laughs> I've uh, I've punched stuff up and ghostwritten for people over the years. I've written on a couple shows. I've pitched a couple of uh, TV shows and, and even a movie that I've written before. But stand up is my primary focus, and I have not had our TV writing job in uh, five or more years by now. So you're not, hey, I want a sitcom guy. You are stand up. That's your thing. That's what you want to do. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm. In fact, I'm. I really think I, I kind of before I even wanted to make stand up, I wanted to make a movies and stuff like that, and. Um, um, my thing is that I just, I don't like the process, the pitching process. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with that, but it's like, it's, it takes a lot of work just to come up with the document to sell the show idea. And then they can just say no. And you've basically worked on something for a year. You don't even have a finished product that you can then. You're doing a whole lot else. of work that you might just be doing for free. Totally. And, yeah. and it's not a finished work of art because it is a document saying how something could be if you were to do it. Right. But it's not actually a thing. So, you you if you know, if 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 I created something that was finished, even that's why I hated pitching um, TV shows in particular, because you so sometimes you have this whole pitch document. You describe all the characters, you describe the premise of the show. You just have episode ideas. And then usually they want like basically the first episode kind of written out. Well, when you've written the first episode of a of a sitcom, you don't have a finished product. You have an an introduction <laughs> to sure. a world. Yeah. So it's even at least a movie would have a beginning and then an end, and it's a written full story. But a first episode of a sitcom is basically setting up a story, and so I, I just I just hate that process, and I hope to never do it again. Really, <laughs> I guess at this point. Now, when you do something like that, you're probably attached to it to where if somebody does tell you no, you almost kind of have to be, you know, do I put this in the drawer or do I just fucking make it? You know what I mean? Well, that's that's exactly my answer to this yeah. is that I will not work. I will. I'm not going to pitch anything that I don't think after I go ask for everyone else's money, if I don't think, well, maybe I could find a way to do this myself on the cheap. So that's my rule of going forward is that i i need to be able to potentially produce it myself yeah nothing in space yes no i mean i've yes and i've made that mistake that i've definitely pitched something in space i pitch all sorts of things that are that are totally out of out of my budget <laughs> i i guess i should send people to the special right youtube <clears throat> yes please uh louis cat's comedy on youtube uh you're are you going on tour or are you just yourself or are you i'm i'm constantly on tour both opening for other people and and headlining myself but i've got some uh really fun upcoming headlining dates that i'd love for people to come out it's all different stuff from the special i'm uh i'm headlining the creek in the cave in in austin in the middle of december and i'm headlining the sacramento punchline uh in the middle of january and then i have one night only at the irvine improv so uh that's that's where you can catch me over the next couple of months and then if you're you know if you're in New York, I'm doing spots all over the city, and maybe you can see me opening for other people somewhere. But I don't promote those. It's all about selling my tickets. <laughs> you just you just show up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's unannounced. Yeah. You never know where I might be. Do you do that most weekends? Are you kind of running from spot to spot? Well, I try to work as often as I can. You know, so you know, we'll see. This has been a very busy year, and hopefully next year is just as busy. Louis, man, I, I appreciate your time. Sorry about all the fuck ups, but. Uh... It's all good, man. This yeah. was fun. I'm glad. Thanks for having cool, me, man. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime. Maybe with the yeah, man. Everybody else. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully, next time, as the whole gang is here. Right, man. <laughs> cool. Take care, man. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate Thank it. Bye, bye. Cags the comedy man. Watch his special. Present tense. Because I'm the single one of the crew. Whenever they do get married, they turn to me to plan their bachelor parties. I got all the qualifications. I'm single, I'm sleazy, and I'm organized. That's what it takes. You want to plan a bachelor party, you better know your way around a strip club and a spreadsheet. It's a weird tradition, right? The bachelor party, when you think about it, basically you're celebrating somebody getting married by coming very close to just ruining that marriage. It's kind of like celebrating getting a new job by sending a racist tweet. Or the time my parents celebrated having a son by chopping off just a little bit of my penis.
Louis Katz. The Louis Katz. Louis Katz. And uh, I, Travis. So Rob. The thing about him is he would not help me with any of my psychological problems. And it makes me very angry. And drunk was waiting for him to masturbate in front of him. And he wouldn't do that either. I know. Jeez. <laughs> Good conversation, though. I like I like Louis Katz. Travis. Rob the other day he he plays with AI a lot and see AI now has uh, the, the ability to sing to you and I have a really creepy Travis singing uh, Johnny Cash's "I Walk the Line." Did you make this or did Rob make? This? Rob made this. And Rob made a song of Travis singing "Walk the Line." Yeah, I have the whole song, Travis, of creepy Travis singing "I Walk the Line." Oh boy, uh, it, it needs help. It's not there yet. Okay. But but I wanted to share it with you because now I've been playing with it since uh, oh. since Rob started playing with I it. I keep really... a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep Ooh. my eyes wide open all the time. I keep the ends out gore, the tie that binds because you're lying. I walk a lane. And see, this is part of the part that creeps me out, Travis, because you just moan. I find it you very, very easy to be true. I find myself along when each day's through. Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you. A fool! Because you're alive. I walk alive. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got all these weird Travis groans. What a... Travis, you're, there's the, so, you're the voice of an angel. There's something wrong. <laughs> like, he, he can't he can't pronounce the actual words, first of all. And so, uh, and so now our AI program, Travis, it has the option of doing music. And so I've been playing with it. And I've just, like, turned your voice into musical instruments. I, I have uh, you doing a funky town. I stuck great. I stuck fell. I picked up. Like, I've just been sending it weird stuff to see what it makes you do. Um, you should have him play, damn it. Uh, here we go. We're a child near scenes, cold wall to yes, on band, yes, love, hug, kiss, See, like, my yeah, AI, Travis, does not say real words. If you'd have told me that was, like, fucking... Croatian or Czech or something, yeah. I'd been like, dude, he fucking nailed it. It's like it's, a, it's like playing a, a record backwards, like spinning it back. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's just like yeah. this, this wasn't any words. I just wanted to send it music and see what it's like. Pray, fell. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm having fun with it though, Travis. So AI um, is really taking us places. <laughs> Did you ever watch that telemarketers? Yeah, it's great. Dude. AI telemarketers? Fuck that, man. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, drunk, I have a pick of the week that I want to share with you. I, I watched a uh, Christmas movie today called The Holdovers. Okay. With Paul Giamatti. It's amazing. Oh, is that where they in the college dorm? Or yes, whatever? it's really, really good. Uh, I watched. What, what two, is this called again? The holdovers, Travis. Is this, they're stuck in the dorm because of a snowstorm or some shit? Yeah, he's like a. Well, like I think a, it's the foreign kids that don't can't don't have any family. Oh, and he's like yes, and he's like the uh, the schoolmaster guy who's got to watch over all yeah. these people who don't have any place to go yeah, over. Yeah, Travis, Christmas break. it's it's Alexander Payne reuniting with Paul Giamatti from when they did Sideways. Sideways, yeah. I love. Uh, and this sideways. movie I also love. So those two are batting a thousand with me. I completely forgot about the holdovers, actually. Like, I'm glad that you brought that up because I remember really, really enjoying that movie. Oh, did you watch it? Yeah, like you already watched a it? while ago. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I, 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 I loved it. I, I thought think it was a great. Christmas movie because it came out pre-Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, well, it's it's about uh, kids stuck at a, a school over Christmas. And like, uh, he's the faculty break. member that's there to sure, 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 keep sure, an sure. eye on. So the and they and they they soften his they soften his heart his his bitter coal covered heart. That's exactly they, what they, they do. do. The, he he had a, a heart two sizes too small. Yeah, and the youth uh, brought it out of brought him. it out of him. Yeah, yeah. that's like uh, it's quintessential Paul Giamatti. Like there's a handful like uh, 
he says sideways uh 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 what the hell am i thinking of um american splendor um and the holdovers are, are just like prime giamatti Travis pick of the week travis's pick of the week this week is also on the christmas theme it is a wonderful knife uh, this is written by the same guy who wrote uh, Freaky, the the Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton body switch movie. This takes the same kind of thing. It is a slasher that follows the same tropes as a wonderful life. So a gal wishes that she had never been born after a horrific serial killer incident. And uh, then she sees what life would be like if she had never been born. Uh, and she has to figure out how to get back to her life while there is a serial killer called the angel running around. It is a, it is a slasher comedy horror Christmas movie starring Justin Long and Joel McHale. And, uh, it is very, yep. It's very, very good. Uh, Justin Long plays like this, this, uh, this rich, guy who like trying to pretty much take over this town and get everybody to like him and all this kind of thing. Joel McHale is the uh, title character's dad. Um, this thing is really fun. It's like a, a brisk hour and 23 minutes uh, cruises by follows the wonderful life tropes. Very fun. Uh, it is currently streaming on shutter. Uh, I would imagine it will probably move to other platforms at some point, but I believe you can also uh, very soon, get it on physical media. Yeah, a wonderful right. knife. Under an hour and a half, you sparked my curiosity. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> my favorite. Drunk, drunk, he likes those shorties. <laughs> drunk, yeah, pick of the week. Drunk. Yep, drunk's pick of the week. It is my last week before the holiday, so I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. All those. Uh, Festivus for the rest of us. Um, I'm missing one more big one. Was, uh, so your pick of the week is Merry Christmas? Is yeah, it? I just want to tell the people. Oh, okay. No, I, I love I you. Get, I got you. And, Drunk's and pick of the week is peace on earth and goodwill good, towards men. I couldn't have said it any better That's myself, good. Travis. That's good. I like that. It's, I like. Uh, I just uh, came up with it off the dome. Uh, how, <laughs> <laughs> however you wish to celebrate, uh, I hope you have a fantastic... Uh, Day, week, month, whatever, however it is you choose to celebrate. Enjoy it and enjoy it with a nice cola in honor of a the cola, king of colas. Uh, spiked cola. Uh, spiked cola with apple cider vinegar. <laughs> right? Yeah, grab your favorite cola, dump a little apple cider vinegar in there, and cheers to drunk the king of colas. Thanks. Merry Christmas. Appreciate you guys. Uh, I'm Dill Damon. listening to this installment of WFOD. If you enjoyed it, subscribe so you don't miss the next one on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, or your player of choice. While you're there, please take a moment to share a link, tell a friend, leave a review, or do any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth to spread the gospel of the dub fod. The music featured in this podcast is provided by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. You can leave us a question or comment via telephone on the hand hotline at 636-487-HAND or by email at mike at wfodshow.com. 
Special thanks, as always, to our Patreon sponsors, Assistant Treads, Benny Michaels, Brian Kranz, Liquid Lozenge, Valerie Carpenter, Jay Adson, and Rabbit Poundings. You can be a Patreon sponsor yourself for as little as a dollar a month and receive early access to episodes at patreon.com slash WFODicks. Our entire back catalog is available on WFODshow.com, as well as Cola Rankings, Flat Drunks, and more. Check us out on social media at WFODshow on Twitter and Instagram, or WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We'll be back next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care. Oh,